There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Jim, how are Hello. you? Hello. Doing good, man. Doing great. Doing fantastic. Hey, uh, you know there was another world leader that took a train ride the other day. Not just Biden. Biden's not the only one that rides trains in this globe. Oh, no? It was uh, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he decided to get on the old toot-toot and ride across the rails. <laughs> yeah, he went to uh, Russia, didn't he? Uh-huh. Oh, we're so afraid of a country that doesn't have airplanes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I think a classification of being somebody you have to worry about is like, man, you at least have to have an airplane. Like, uh. You know what they do have, though, is they do have nuclear weapons. Now, do you know why they have nuclear weapons? Because China gave it to them? Not China. Russia? No, not Russia. America? America. We you know did. Who it was that gave it to him? Uh, one of our favorites. I don't know which one gave it to him. Bill Clinton. Oh, oh, Uncle Bill did. Well, he's a giver, though. Uncle he's Bill's the same a giver. one. He, yeah, he's the same one that gave China all their nuclear technology. Well, see, I mean, what a guy. What, what, what about? Oh, so that's why they needed the uranium one deal is to back up the nuclear technology that we bothered to tell them they could have. Well, that was that's a cool. decade after Bill Clinton did that, but still. You know, it's uh, <laughs> they're going to impeach him. They're actually going to go after Bill Clinton for this. And what, what? ended up happening is uh, the Monica Lewinsky scandal came out of it. Oh. Uh, so the Monica yeah, we Lewinsky so scandal close. was the cover-up, the smear campaign, the cover-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta, you always, you gotta like a cover-up. So you, you, you create a different scandal to hide the other scandal. Golly, oh, I mean, be... imagine that. See how they do that? Huh. So you and gotta wonder what else? scandal is gonna come right now because of the impeachment hearings. That have no hmm. evidence. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. No evidence. I, how, how what? There's no evidence. I don't know. I it's it's amazing to say there's no evidence, but yet there is the phone calls, the emails, the well, well, laptop. Well, Lee sorry, Zeldin. Sorry. Lee Zeldin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lee Zeldin, who New Yorkers know, this is uh, you know former representative, right. candidate for governor in New York. He says there is zero evidence of wrongdoing, other than text, emails, WhatsApp messages, whistleblower testimony, Hunter Biden's <laughs> laptop, Biden video <laughs> of Shokin, uh, bank records, government documents, phone calls, business meetings, statements from former partners and clients, Hunter's own words. Yeah, that's not enough, buddy. You're going, Josh. You're going to have to try harder than that. You're not. You're not even convincing me. I don't even know why you bring me this stuff. This is frivolous. Obviously, we need I, to find something it's else. It's just frivolous. It's just frivolous. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, the White House is freaking out about this, and uh, we're going to see some fireworks here. But now it's funny that um, what was it? The the Washington Post. Um, in, in indigenous, no, New York Times indigenous, the uh, the reporter there, one of the top mm-hmm. Democrat 
operatives over there is calling for Joe Biden to resign because he's too old is what they're saying. Too old. Oh, so we can't. So there's age limits on prosecution of crimes. So if you're too Uh, old, we just don't prosecute you. No, no, no. He's calling. So David Ignatius, who is a New York Uh Times reporter, published a piece today in the New York Times calling for Joe Biden to resign because of his age. Because he is too old to not run for re-election because he is too old. Oh, okay. So he wasn't too old to start with, but now he's too old. Okay, I get it. You know, I understand math. I I obviously was – I'm glad this guy clarified that for me. I I really was uh, confused there. Excuse me. But but you see what they're doing. But you see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They are setting Joe Biden up. Setting Joe Biden up. For either the Twenty Fifth Amendment or for for removal, I'm free falling. <laughs> Isn't that the Tom Petty song? Yeah. Free falling. So so we're gonna see Joe go into a free fall that they're gonna you know give him a, a soft landing somewhere that you know oh sorry bro we we kind of pulled our support from underneath you but we'll let you land as the old guy. And uh, so he'll 25th himself. Do you think he'll do? Think he'll 25th himself, or do you think they'll have to, or he'll just go up and say, you know, today is the day I got too old? No, no. I, I think that, um, you know, Donald Trump called yesterday for Joe Biden uh, to be removed by the 25th Amendment through Congress. Um, you have McCarthy, who was threatened with the Jeffersonian motion yesterday to basically mm-hmm. do what he promised to do. And if you remember how that happened back in January, you had uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Getz negotiating with Donald Trump on the House floor to get McCarthy in. And they reserved the Jeffersonian motion, which means that uh, the Freedom Caucus can basically utilize their power in Congress to take back the vote, the deciding vote, to bring McCarthy mm-hmm. in as Speaker of the House so they can remove him at any point in time. It was immediately after that discussion that McCarthy green-lighted the uh, impeachment hearings on Joe Biden, the discovery session there. Um, mm. And so there's a lot of controversy of what is going to happen here. Now, I think that this is the end of Joe Biden. I think the next three months we're going to see Joe Biden exit the White House one way or another. I think that it's either – I honestly think – and I've been mm-hmm. saying this, and I know this is a a um, a long shot, but I think Joe Biden will pass away of natural causes or of COVID in the next three months. COVID? It's just it, it's just a theory. It's just a theory. He's yeah. he's older. We're getting a lot of the news media mar- narrative talking about his age, talking about his health. Uh, right. You had Jill Biden, who just had COVID last week. Wow. Right, they want to push the mandates, um, and they also need to stop the impeachment inquiry. They need to stop the impeachment completely. They need to stop all of that because it it leads to discovery of all the other crimes. And the right. best way to do that is for Joe Biden to magically disappear. Man, that sounds nice. I mean, that. But see, here's the sad part of it. So they they'll go and rake all of us through the coals, call us election deniers, J sixers. Insurrectionist, um, QAnon, Qs, Anonymous. Uh, they can call us all these things, do all this stuff, go after us, use the weaponization of the DOJ. But they want this guy to, you know, slide out with a clean slate. Wow, they are truly tribal when it comes to that. They really do circle the wagons the way that I'm. I'm. Imp- I'm. In, I'm jealous, Josh. Josh, I'm mm-hmm. uh, honestly. 
I am jealous in the way that they circle the wagons for each other. I mean, they know that the like, look at Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein or whatever his name is. Think about these people. They circled the wagons on these guys, and they still exist. Is Harvey Weinstein even in jail anymore? Or was, what's he doing these days? I mean, that guy was in there in the middle of all that, and nobody nobody says a thing. So, Dilusia. Oh. Nope, nope, I'm here. Um, you know, I was looking at this news update. Uh, Governor Hochul today uh, right. is quoted, don't rely on the fact that you had the vaccine in the past. It will <laughs> not help you this time around. Yeah, it won't Isn't help you. Isn't that contrary you. to what they were told? That, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, all of January, February, March, and April, all we heard is get it, get it, get it, get it. And now we're saying that that one wasn't enough for this one? Well, Come on, folks. Oh, it's breathtaking, isn't it? Takes my breath away. I don't know if that's a song or not, but I just sing it. You know, uh, if there's if there's one thing that we've learned, Jim Price, okay. in the last at least five years of government, right, is that you cannot and should not trust government. Period. Yeah. That, yeah. that they are, they are, that government is nothing more than a racket. That's what it is. Government is a racket. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 100% completely convinced. And listen, and people can hate me for saying this. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden. It's a racket. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's all people. It is all about money and power. And if you don't have either one of them, you're not invited to the game. You're right. not even on the same table as them. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Think about that. It, they, oh no, I absolutely. Mean, it, it, it's us against them. Right? Absolutely. And we can have our favorites and we can have our, you know, the ones that we support and stuff like that. And that's great. But we're nothing but cheerleaders on the sideline. Rooting for who's going to get the money and power. Mm-hmm. Well, is this and again, we had a conversation the other night on your show. It's the big moves. It's the big chess piece moves that we don't see and understand. But yet we have the collateral damage that we live through. So we don't always know what the big global effect of these people doing on the backside. And I think that's a that's kind of crazy that we really think about that way. So. Well. The effect that they have on people is what really matters because people Mm -hmm. worship these people as idols. They worship them as gods. Seriously. Seriously. Right. I mean, mean, have you ever met someone famous, Jim Price? I have met met famous people, yes. Okay. Does your heart flutter a little bit when you you go to talk to them or meet them? Nervous Uh, about what you're going to say? It It used used to. to. It used yeah. to. Not anymore, though, does it? Mm-mm. Why? Because just, you realize that they're just human beings? Yeah, they're just dudes and chicks. Like, hey, what's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get all giddy for it anymore. But but you, you you've know. seen these people that go up to them. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. They can't catch their breath. They're hyperventilating. They're like, oh, it's, it's idol okay. worship. Yeah. It, it is idol worship. And here's and the, the thing. Knee. Is that we should never, never worship Donald Trump, Joe Biden, or any of these people. Donald Trump mm. is a man. He is flawed. 
He, he is a good political candidate. He's a good president. He has the ability to make the needed change in this country. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But I don't bring about an ideology of Donald Trump. I don't conform to a movement that is ideologically based. And nobody right. should. Because that's dangerous. And I know where people are. People can sniff this out where I'm going with this. Right. But here, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, go for it. Is we can have our own beliefs. We can have our own cherished spiritual, religious, philosophical understandings mm-hmm. of the world. Right. But we should never utilize those as a mechanism of, pol- of a political support. Yep. And I'll explain that in a minute. We'll be right, right. back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL station. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. Yes, sir. So, the kind of extrapolate I'm going to say it is that we can have that belief structure and utilize that within our moral and ethical framework as human beings, especially in our household, especially in our household, and absolutely within our community. Mm -hmm. And we can look at that as one of the points of how we vote for a candidate. Okay? Right. I I agree wholeheartedly that we should vote for a candidate who aligns with those beliefs. But that ideology should not become the precedent of the campaign. It should not become... The motivation for the power that is sought. Does, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. take the left, for example. They have this altruistic ideology, right? Altruism. Right. It's for the good of society, people. You need to do what's right for everybody else. That's your social contract, is what it's they say. It's a democracy. That's right. It's your social contract. And people, they vote for that philosophical perspective to be implemented in a political framework. Well, what does that cost? That is called the underpinnings of socialism and communism to come into the United States of America. Right. Now, traditionally... If we looked at various uh, governments around the world throughout history mm-hmm. that were operated from a theological perspective, what did we see? Tell me. Very, well, come on, Jim. You know history. <laughs> I don't know history don't, at don't, all. Don't tell me that. Tell you. Come on. You know history. From a theological perspective, if we go back to the Roman Empire, we see persecution. Right. We see religious persecution. Yep. We see philosophical person. We see the suppression of science. You're not one of us. You're against us. That's right. And so when we have this ideological basis of political power, that is dangerous. And I don't care if it's on the left or the right. I don't care if it's religion or, or, or social doctrine. Mm-hmm. What we need to understand is that politicians should represent their constituents, their people, 
politicians should represent society as a whole, that the altruistic aspect of society should come about from the politician who's representing them, who's coming about from understanding the individual basis and bringing that into that altruism, if you want to look at it like that, but not trying to conform the society as a whole to be altruistic. Because what makes us different, what makes us, the United States of America, a constitutional republic and not a democracy, is the respect of the individual rights and sovereignty. Is that the individual has power within this country through the voting of their, of their vote for the representative, for president, through their spending of their dollars, through their ability to pay taxes, to their, uh, ab- the ability to partake or not partake in the system. That's the beauty of this country. And a lot of that has been lost because we acquiesce to politicians and they've implemented this betterment of society jargon, which has taken over the minds of our youth. And my concern is that if the tides do turn, is that you get the other side of that to come in. Is that the, mm-hmm. you get the religious ideology? And there's nothing wrong with religion, people. I'm not. I'm not knocking Christianity or anything of this nature. My concern is, is that we have the ideology dictate authority, and if we see anything with the Catholic Church, that's a racket. Mm-hmm. And also be warned. I don't care if they're politicians on the left or the right. They don't care about you. They, 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 don't, they don't go to sleep at night thinking about, man, I wonder what my constituents are going to think of me. They go to sleep at night wondering what their donors are going to think of them. Mm-hmm. And this is everybody from Donald Trump to Joe Biden people. You know, Donald Trump right now is being investigated for the money that they, he apparently defrauded. His constituents who donated money to his uh, his campaign where he promised that he was going to utilize that money for lawsuits of voter integrity. You remember this? There's two hundred and like twenty million dollars that he took in for that. (coughs) Right. And apparently he still has the money and and didn't use it for election fraud and just transferred into his campaign. Now, is that okay? I don't know. I don't know if it's illegal. I'm a little disappointed by it because I definitely gave him some money for, you know, bringing lawsuits out. Right. And apparently $220 million was given to him for to bring lawsuits. And you know how many lawsuits we saw? None. None. Now, to me, that's kind of like, what the heck, dude? Yeah. Right? Right. And this is what I'm saying is he's a politician. He's a cool dude. I like him. I think he's got some great ideas. I think he's a good leader. I think he's one heck of a man to, to run this country. I think that he absolutely can make America great again. Mm-hmm. But there's things that he does that I disagree with. There's things that he does and says that I don't like. Right. It's not going to change my mind in 2024. It's not going to change my support for him. Right. But you have to recognize, you have to understand he's a politician. 2016, he was a man. He was a businessman. 2020, 2024, 
He's a politician. That's the difference we have to understand, people. And listen, when the swamp gets into your boots, you don't get that stench out. Right. And that swamp, we might look at it as bureaucrats and deep state and politicians. But at the end of the day, it's financiers. It's bankers. It's corporate interest. It's foreign interest. It's money being stuffed in the pocket of people to make decisions on the behalf of their interest and not yours. And see, that's the system that was developed that needs to be changed. That's the system that, that is currently in place that needs to go away. See, I would love to hear a political candidate rise up, Jim, that says... Mm -hmm. My first move as president of the United States is going to be to introduce legislation in Congress to remove the Commerce Department, to, to get rid right. of the lobby, to eradicate the political lobby, and to pass a law making it illegal for any politician, whether local, state, federal, to take money from anybody other than their constituents. And we'll cap that amount of money to $100 per constituent within their voting district distributed amongst all candidates in an election cycle. Right. Watch how fast people leave politics. Yeah. Watch how fast this country changes and blossoms into everything that we've ever wanted it to be. It's like all these wind generation farms. You take the government out of it, there will be no more wind generation farms. And I say wind generation because I'm saying it the way I want to say it there. The wind generation farms that we have across this country only exist because we pump money into it, not because there's investors diving into it. Oh, the investors invest in the companies because they're getting a bunch of profits from the government money, but you pull the government money out of it. They're not investing in new farms. They're investing in the companies who are getting government money to put in new farms. Guys, you take money out of stuff, you take the government, the freebies out of it, and suddenly you will see how valuable all this stuff becomes, how we don't really actually want any of these things, and no one believes in it. Same thing with the politicians. You take the money out of it, nobody wants to be a politician anymore. Bet me money on that one. Nobody. Well, except for those that want to run it, you know, go in, rush into the fire and, and, and save this country. And I believe there are a ton of people to do that. But the politicians we have, you watch. They're all gone. McConnell's gone. Every one of them is you know, looking for the exit. Nancy Pelosi ain't going to run next year. Because if she if she, there was no money in it, she's out. She don't need that. She don't need that headache. She's only there because it greases the pockets of her husband and her family members. Three hundred million dollars. You know what that number is, Jim? A lot. <laughs> it's the That's number Nancy that Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi made since her time in Congress. Hmm. It's a hell of a lemonade stand. Yep. See ya. Dark delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. Yes, sir. We need to get rid of money out of politics. I mean, th that's really all it comes down to. Money is, is the root is of that, all evil, Josh. What do you? Well, I mean, money's the root of all good too, Jim. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, it seems come like on. It, let's it, let, let, let's not argue yeah. this point. Money brings about good, and money brings about evil. Okay. It, it's a tool. I'm actually I'm writing a book on this right now. You, you, you know what money is? What's that? It's an intermediary of exchange. 
Right. Okay. So money is a representation that you get for the expenditure of energy. You go expend energy in a marketplace, as in if you exchange your energy and time for your skill set, they give you an intermediary that represents that energy. That's called money. Right. You take that money, and now you can exchange it for food, for living expenses, for a vacation. You can buy your Mm -hmm. time back, all that stuff, right? It's an intermediary of exchange. And so it can be wielded for good, and it can be wielded for evil. But you're right. When it comes to evil, money is the the crutch of evil. It's not the root of all evil. I think the root Mm -hmm. of all evil is the absence of love. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, think about it. People who commit the most atrocious crimes, who've done... The, the darkest of evils. Why? Most likely a lack of love. Somewhere right. in their life, abuse and trauma, all of these had a big part of it. But most countries, nation states, whose leaders rise up to those positions, they already have all the money and power. Right. They're not killing, you know, they're not killing a hundred million uh, um human beings in the 20th century for more money. They're killing them for control, for fear, for implementation of fear. And fear derives the, 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 the ability to project fear onto a mass of people. Someone who does that is someone who lives in a dark place, is someone who lives in fear themselves, most likely from very, very traumatic events that happened within their life, very, very dark abuse yep. and trauma. There's a timestamp in there where something happened. Someone wasn't loved. Yep. Imagine that. Well, and I think about that. So there's... um. So there's a vacuum, right? So you're talking about mm-hmm. the people that weren't loved, right? So that vacuum has to be filled with something. And if not given those love or attention or affection... And here, guys, let me go with this one step further. Human touch. I think the greatest thing that we actually lack in our society is touching each other. And I know that everybody goes, oh, touching each other. No, I mean, it's the idea. That's why we do the handshake, that's why we do the hugs. That's why we do the embraces. That's why we stand close to each other. We stand with each other. And why is it we feel better? Because it creates a greater energy in both of us, the individual that's receiving and giving this, that affection. And that is a void. And I bet you if you went back through a lot of people who really do end up becoming the sadomasochists, the people who feel that pain and want others to feel pain as well, you'll find out that they weren't cradled and held as a child. You'll find out that they weren't coddled or – I mean, I'm not coddling. I don't mean that everybody gets a participation award, but that there was some type of affection there, that the rationalization of the nightmare, the rationalization of fear of the dark, the rationalization of fear of animals or whatever the situation is, someone wasn't going in there and filling that void, and now that void is – they're hateful because that, that void wasn't there. If you look at all these different psychopaths or people that have done horrific things – 
you'll find that a lot of times there is a brokenness in there, a single mother situation. I'm not saying single moms don't work their butt off to try to make it right, but at the end of the day, there is a brokenness in there that we know that the balance really begins with a mother and father in the home, and that affection a mother can give and the sternness that a father can give creates a balance and discernment in the children that allows them to be better people going forward, and that's why our moral barometer doesn't match a lot of these psychopaths that we see out there, these these you know sadomasochists that want to see pain in others to bring pleasure to themselves because they want others to feel the pain and the emptiness they have inside. There's a lot more to this than just the idea of power, but it has a lot to do with childhood trauma. Something as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. And you could guys, and you guys can feel that right now. I guys, I can tell you right now. I know a lot of you are inter- introspective, right? You're thinking inside. Do I do that? Am I doing what Jimmy's talking about? Well, the problem is I do it, guys. I know what my shortcomings are. I know what my where I need to embrace the suck in me that I know that there are things that I have dealt with as a child and I need to work on as an adult. And if you don't have that time, you don't take that time, you're going to continue to have the same problem over and over and over again. And if you don't break the cycle of emotional distress inside yourself, you're going to put it onto other people and then they're going to perpetuate it as well. Guys, this is what we talk about. It's what I talk about constantly. Josh is out there. We're trying to make things better for you guys to see a different perspective and different purview of this. And yet, too many of us do the same thing, expecting a different outcome. Which, again, Josh, what does that make us? If we keep doing the same thing over and over again, looking for a different outcome, what are we? Uh, We're an Einstein quote. We're an Einstein quote. (laughs) We're We're, stupidity in motion, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're stupid. It, it, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, that's the definition of insanity as per Einstein. So let me ask you this. Have you heard of Democratic Virginia House candidate Susanna Gibson? Uh, yes, this is – yes. I Well, suddenly I have. I didn't want to, but yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so she's running for a House seat. In Virginia. Mm-hmm. And just so happens she's got this little fetish about uh, being on online chat rooms uh, naked with her husband while he um, puts his fingers in her butt. Um, and Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's pretty horrible. Uh, I didn't someone I know went and watched it for educational purposes. <laughs> and uh, she uh, – yeah. So basically, she made sex videos, people. But didn't, and, wasn't there a congressman that did this like last year too? Wasn't there one that we had last year that did this? Like, in, it was like New York or Pennsylvania or something. Well, that's kind of my point: is right. that we're talking about all this trauma that inflicts on people, right? Right. And how many politicians have we seen over the years that have to leave office because of some type of sexual scandal? Anthony Weiner. Yeah, Anthony Weiner was one of them. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty more. Now, you know, there's there's uh, a joke out there in the man crowds right. that uh, that women dancers at nightclubs, strippers, have daddy <laughs> issues, right? Okay. That that they have daddy issues. And the reason they have daddy issues is most likely that they have some type of sexual trauma from a, a male figure within their life. And and that's one of right. the main reasons. I think it's actually a, a study that was done on that, that that found this to be highly accurate. 
So what is it about the sexual perversions in politicians? Right. Why is it so rampant within this? If you remember um, Madison Cawthorn, the North Carolina Christian rep who is uh, quadriplegic, right? Right. Remember he came out and he started talking about the orgies at Kevin McCarthy's house? Right. And Kevin McCarthy immediately came out and said he doesn't know what he's talking about. I guarantee you he changes his perspective here in a day. And he must be going crazy. We're going to have to get him a psyche evaluation. And it was really weird, wasn't it? Uh-huh. And then what happened? McCarthy lost re-election. All Oops. the support from the RNC was pulled from him. Mm-hmm. And he stuck by his gun saying that they were blowing cocaine off of naked butts at these orgies. And there was Democrat and Republicans in Kevin McCarthy's house. So mm. we go back to these sexual perversions and then you go back to this trauma that's related to it. And now you have this idea and understanding why these people are in politics and why evil comes out of politics. Why, why, why have we demonized sexual behavior so much? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I just, I'm asking a generalized question here, and I'm not trying to get down the blood and mud of trafficking and all that stuff. But okay, everything that we enjoy in life, we find that food and and pleasure and all these other things. But we've demonized sexuality. Why have we? And I'm not saying I guys don't start getting the phone calls going here. But I'm just saying, why have we demonized sex so much that anytime there is anything that's outside of normal face-to-face, you know, what, why is it everything else outside of that we, just, we, can, we can poke fun at? Is this an insecurity of ours, or, or should we be doing this, or are they weaponizing sex against us? Do you follow what I'm saying? It, this is a weapon. They're using it as a weapon, and I want to know why it's okay for them to use it as a weapon for something that – we need to pr- reproduce, but also, you know, kind of get through the day some days, you know? I, I just don't know. Why have we done this? Why have we weaponized something that is so basic? Well, I, I think what it was is not necessarily the weaponization of it, but the exploitation of it. Now, hmm. traditionally in, in culture and history, um, sex has been reserved as something very, very sacred, and it as it should be and the sacredness of this is actually at the heart of a lot of uh religious ideology a lot mm-hmm. of the occult and what we call the esoteric mysteries are dependent upon this understanding for instance in far eastern religions is that mm-hmm. your sexual energy which in like taoism is in your lower dantian or right. in the chakral system is in your sacral chakra. That this energy is the food for the soul. And that if you don't have this food for your soul, your soul doesn't have the ability to enter fully into your body. That your soul isn't something that is just with you all the time in full power mode. That it's something that weaves in and out of your existence. And that in order to optimize the state of the soul being in the body, you have to provide it an ample amount of food. And this comes in through what we call the vital energy. The prana, the kundalini, the... uh, Mm-hmm. The chi or uh, the anointing oil in Christianity, which is is called. 
And that that is the life force energy that the soul latches on that spreads throughout your entire body. And that every time that you have an orgasm, whether male or female, that vital energy is exhausted to a very, very high degree. Right. And so there's a, there's a saying out there, and I'm pretty sure I can say this on the radio, called pissing your life away. Right. And this is kind of where that originates from. Because pissing a lot of people, away. yeah, because that's what a lot of people do when they, um, they just have meaningless um, sex, that sex becomes a numbers game for them. Is that when they, you know, when they take into the sexual acts as a level of perversion, that is pissing their life away quite literally because they're exhausting their body of the critical life force energy that is needed to sustain the soul and to grow as a spiritual being. It's kind of an interesting idea, but you see it through, um, you know, Kabbalah, Hermeticism, Gnosticism. You see it through what's known as Christian mysteries. Um, it, you see it in every single religion and spiritual tradition that is specific as one trend that is always repeating. Right. All right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right to this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Spinderella cut it up one time. All right. Back to the Dark Delight <laughs> Show. Jim must have requested that one. I don't know, man. That was nice. <laughs> well, at least Bob's got a sense of humor. That's right. <laughs> That's good stuff. So, Jim no, Price, like yeah. What what are your thoughts on what's going to happen in this country? Is this Sodom and Gomorrah? Is this going to be? Uh, are we going to be all destroyed here? Well, here's the thing: is we can use biblical terms. We can use. Cyclical terms, we can use uh, history, however you want to do it. The sad part of it is is that we are truly in the trough, and uh, the only time that we actually can pull ourselves out of the trough is actually through the hearts of men. And we now have an opportunity – is it you? <laughs> oh, yeah. you're doing that electronic. Oh, sorry. Um, the only, we have this opportunity to actually go and move forward if we stand up. And I, and I know I say this a lot in the stand-up thing, and I, it's a generalized term I use, but in reality, we're in the trough, we're in the sewer, we're down on the bottom, and if we continue going down here, we're going to go into a path of destruction that will maintain itself for a, a very long period of time. But if those of us that are the strong ones, and, the, and, I, and guys, I don't mean strong, as I can go out and stand in front of 10,000 people and do a speech for an hour, you know, free, you know, No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that kind of – I'm not talking about whether you can pick a car up off of a body. I'm not talking about whether you can push an airplane. What I'm talking about is just your level of strong. Your level of strong is when you stand up in your strength and who you are and you stay put right there and you don't move, you can pull us out of this trough. But the society that we're living in right now, if we continue to wallow in this and we don't actually take action, yes, we will fall into that thousand years of darkness, uh, which we can very easily, but it's about the will of the people. And if you're if you're too much of a potato, you're too much of a you just can't get off your your tail and go out there and do something. Well, then let's find out what we can do, what you can do. Vote with your money, participate in this, do that. I mean, like or share or comment. I mean, these are all little things you can do. But that first step is the biggest problem. But yes, uh, Josh, we are in a true biblical time if we do not get ourselves in the right place. Don't be the salt figure that stands there and sees you know uh, Babylon fall. 
That's right. Absolutely, Jim Price. And, you know, <laughs> I think that we're coming into a, a time of reckoning, a time of realization, a time of awakening. And I think that by the end of this month that we're going to have some idea of the direction of which this planet's going to head. And I am doom and gloom. You want to know why? Because I think that the doom and gloom is necessary. Yeah. I think that it's part of the cyclic nature of humanity that destruction always has to bring about the next world. And we are transitioning from the fourth world into the fifth world. If you look at like Native American prophecy, um, if you look at other types of prophecy, we are transitioning out of a age, the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. And that each age comes about through a level of destruction of the old. It's just one of those human cyclical natures, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at the fourth turning, the 90-year cycle from Howen Strauss, it, it, it basically repeats the same thing. World War II was the end of this last cycle where we went into this, uh, this current age or this current uh, end part of the age. And right. so I think that uh, – and basically there's 360 of these cycles per age, per processional age. And this was the last one that we had entered. So it's kind of interesting to think about it like that. There is that, a lot of things that are intersecting like right now mm -hmm. that are not really that good, like you just said, the cycle of things. Well, and – no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I, I mean, that, you know, does that make sense? Like, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of the cycles of things that are all coming into a trough all at the exact same time. I think there's a, a real well, history moment that, here. Really? And isn't that what someone had talked about before called the firestorm event that they've been saying since November of 2020 was going to have is a culmination of all of these various different events coming forth at the same time, culminating, producing a precipice moment where there's this grand awakening and people rise to the occasion at a point of vulnerability when the globe, the whole world, even the elites are in a state of vulnerability. And that mm -hmm. is when action needs to be taken. Jim, you know, it's, uh, it's September 13th and I woke up this morning. It was 42 degrees in Minnesota. Wow. That's cold. That's cold <laughs> for September, even in Minnesota. Um, guys, it, it's going to be a bad winter. It's going to be very cold this winter, and that is going to be one of the things that we're you know we need to keep an eye on. Weather manipulation is real, as well as what we're in El Nina cycles. And El Nina cycles traditionally have shorter winters, but very very uh, bad rough winters. And right. this all comes about through various cycles, galactic cycles and solar cycles, how the sun operates in energy expenditure going back and forth through an 11 year cycle. And then a supplementary cycle of cosmic bombardment and radiation cycle that comes about in, in uh, I, I actually don't know the years of how that alternates, but it alternates in various different proportions to the solar cycle. And these produce various weather patterns on this planet. And we are coming into one that is massive, massive energy outbursts from the sun, which mm -hmm. means that we're going to have some severe weather, especially this winter. And I think that this is uh, being brought about, or at least these people know about it. And this is why they're planning all these crises at the same time. And I think that by, 
you know, the end of this month, October and November, there's going to be a lot of uh, chaos and turmoil in this world. And I hate to be that person of doom and gloom, but if you listen to the show and you're prepared and you're going to My Patriot Supply and you're, you're going there through redpills.tv slash patriot, uh, you're going to the grocery store, you're getting your canned goods, your non-perishables, if you got stocked up on your supply, if you got your gasoline with your settlement in it, which is going to have a good three-year shelf life, if you got your home generator... If you got your gold and silver from getgoldtoday.com, if you have all these things and you've been preparing, if you have your guns and your ammo, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. All you have to do is sit back, relax, protect your own, take care of your own, and and wait out the storm. Right. If you and and that th- thing is like uh, a friend of mine, you know, he didn't have power uh, for like 15 hours over the weekend. And, you know, I said, well, play end of times. You get to practice. I mean, it may not be what you wanted to, but when you wanted to, but none of this will happen when we want it to. But if we don't prepare those things, we don't talk about it, we don't have these, gener- these, these conversations, then it will always be a surprise to you and you will always be manipulated. So don't be a tool. Yep. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, Canada's doing full mask lockdowns. You know that, right? They're going into their... their oh, Oh yeah, their medical uh, chief, uh, the uh, the Canadian uh, health minister Teresa Tam, has said that uh, masking is absolutely necessary going forward. So, but she also used to be a part of the Chinese Communist Party, so don't worry about that either. Yeah, there's, oh. there's some more. Wait, going. wait, and, and did you see the information that she was really a man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a tan yoga yoga she or whatever young she. Yeah. Gender dysphoria. Yeah. I don't understand that. What, Josh? Let me ask. And I know we only got a couple, got like a minute here. Do you ever wake up going, man? I just don't feel like a man today. <laughs> just, I don't. No, I've had I, back I pain I and I, I, I other things, and <laughs> I've never <Yep>. questioned. <laughs> oh, I think I'm gonna be a woman today, Jim. <sighs> <laughs> don't call me, buddy. I'm not part of the solution. <laughs> All right. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow with more of the Dark Delight Show. Take care. Have a great day. We'll see you soon. We'll see you guys.